Doing the neurofeedback and having that brain map gives you so much information on what's really happening in that individual's brain. And it might be something they've struggled with for years. And when you can show that measurable brain map report and say, hey, you know, you're, you're not crazy. It's not just your choice. Like there really is a physical reason that you're this is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mama four, Jessica Shields. Hello, Parent Warrior, and welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. I am so glad you're tuning in. Today, we are going to be talking with a mom who used a specialized type of therapy for her son that saved his life. And let me tell you, this type of therapy that we're going to be talking about today has a lot of benefits, especially if your child is struggling with their emotional control, struggling with emotional regulation, maybe struggling with ADHD, impulsivity, could be depression, could be anxiety. This might be something that you want to do. So our special guest is going to be sharing some of the tips. She's going to be teaching us a little bit more about what we call neurofeedback. So stick around for all the valuable information she's going to share. And also for your peak this week's parenting challenge and your loving reminder, you don't want to miss it. But first, I want to welcome back our special guest, Diane Costo. She has been on the show before. And let me tell you, she is a very compassionate advocate and leading expert who's dedicated to making neurofeedback accessible to all. And through her unwavering commitment, she has brought hope and healing to countless families grappling with ADHD, impulsivity, anxiety, depression, and various other mental wellness challenges. As the CEO and founder of Symmetry Neuropathway Training and the COO of Symmetry Neuro powered by Sensorium, Diane has made it her life's mission to ensure that this life-changing technology is within reach for everyone. And with over 14 years of experience as a trusted authority, she actively collaborates with professionals and presents at esteemed conferences nationwide, sharing her wealth of knowledge and expertise. And again, if you heard her story before, you'll hear it again here her personal story is the catalyst for her journey. Welcome back, Diane. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. You know, I know that you have been on and you've told your story before, um, but I want you to just give us a little uh, brief overview of what neurofeedback is and why this work is so important to you. Okay, yeah, so neurofeedback, I like to just refer to it as technology-driven learning. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's other terms out there for it, but it's basically a way of measuring the brainwave activity, giving you information on what your brain's doing, and allow your brain to learn to change those patterns and to better regulate as a whole. Uh, And the whole goal of neurofeedback is to help the brain better regulate. 
when people have better regulated brains, they function better. And then, and then the other question, that's, that's fine. The other question was, why is this work so important to you? Right. Yes. It's so important to me because as you mentioned, it saved my son's life. Um, He really went through, we as a family went through a lot of trauma, trying to find an answer for him and his um, impulsivity from age five until 12, going on 13, looking at different types of school environments, different programs, different parenting books, anything we could think of to try to help him. But often it ended up with the phone call, you know, really love him, but you need to come and get him. He's not following the program. Mm. So that went on for many decades until we found neurofeedback. Wow. And I know that a parent who's hearing this story, you know, maybe can resonate if their child has similar struggles, because I've seen this. I've seen this story over and over. I've seen this narrative. I've seen the frustration. I've seen the front office call the same parent over and over. Come get your child. They're not following protocol. Come get your child. But then there's this balance for the school system to have to educate children and keep them in that setting. But it becomes so difficult and the resources are just not there to be able to support them staying that, you know, everybody's at a at a loss of what to do next. So I'm so glad you're here to talk about other options that parents may have in order to uh, help their child be able to have the education they deserve, the life they deserve, and with promise. Yeah, and we I always feel like we use technology for so many other things now. It's a daily part of our life. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. we use technology to help better regulate our brains, right? It just seems like a it's time. It's time for this to be mainstream and not some exclusive thing that takes $10,000, $20,000 in a and a long wait list to get to, you know, exactly, exactly. And, you know, as I said before, previously, I am a big advocate for neurofeedback. We actually have a a university in our area where I work that provides neurofeedback for families, you know, but there's a long wait list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it works, it works, and it's needed. Right. And on that note, too, um, just so your audience knows, we help professionals provide neurofeedback. So not only are we here to spread the word to the parents and the families, but your audience, there may be professionals out there that say, hey, I not only do I need this for my family, but I would like to be somebody that can provide it. So we have the training, the support and the technology and systems to help get this out there more. That is very good to know because I do have professionals who listen to uh, the episodes. And, you know, for me as a licensed educational psychologist, that's one area that we can niche down in as we are building our businesses, as we are building our brand. And uh, a lot of school psychologists out there, at least in California, have the option to get their license and do some private practice. So I think this would be a great, (laughs) a great way to get that private practice in. You're not exactly doing everything you do in the school setting, but you can kind of differentiate yourself. So that, thank you for saying that. 
Absolutely. I just think that more and more people need to have access to it. So therefore, we need more people providing. And you don't have to be intimidated with it. We have one of the most like, very user-friendly software. So we made it. I mean, I was a mom on a mission. I wasn't a neuro guru going into this <laughs> field. <laughs> and I was able to go through the training and use the software and successfully help you know thousands and tens of thousands of people now. And we continue to simplify it so that families can use the technology at home with our coaches supporting them and so that providers can do it without being intimidated and afraid of it. I think that was one of the the drawbacks in the field is that sometimes it's made out to be more complicated than it really needs to be. Mm, Exactly. And thank you for saying that. Hopefully that opens some doors. Maybe it's turning on some light bulbs. (laughs) And hopefully we can get, you know, more providers out there, like you said. I love that. And so speaking of neurofeedback and how much you and I both love it, what are some of the benefits of it? Maybe, you know, kind of explain or go down a list of why it's good and why it works and, you know, how it's helpful to the brain. Right. Yeah. Again, I like to just uh, narrow it down to the fact that the goal of all neurofeedback is to help the brain better regulate. And what happens when the brain isn't well regulated? Things like what my son struggled with, the impulsivity, um, anxiety happens, panic attacks, learning disorders, uh, trouble sleeping, restlessness. A lot of things that are normally typically medicated mm-hmm. are, but not really cured can come down to brain waves that are disordered. The brain's just not communicating properly, so your whole nervous system is off. Um, there's also signaling that can come from the body, that different um, postural and reflexes, your vestibular, different things like that that we can measure in the whole body and find out what signaling is going to the brain too. And that all, if it's just off, you don't function as well. So again, all of those kind of symptoms that I mentioned, um, the common factor is the brain and the signaling and the nervous system that's happening there. And based on that, Uh, We just use the technology to help the brain learn those healthier, more balanced patterns and people function better. So the the impulsivity can tone back a little bit. Like my son developed that pause before reacting um, after having Mm -hmm. neurofeedback sessions that he didn't have before. That pause is so critical. I'm just thinking about that pause. It really (laughs) is. It really is critical as we work with uh, children, as I, I work in an elementary school setting, but the pause is so critical in um, helping them to make decisions that are either going to ha- have them in the principal's office or have them making a different choice where they can keep their recess, you know. So it really is. It, it really is so impactful because some of us, if you don't have if you don't have an impulsivity issue, you already are naturally pausing and thinking about things, thinking things through, thinking ahead naturally. But some some brains don't do that. So having to rewire and to reteach or teach the brain how to do that is just it's very impactful. Yeah. And then think about those people that are stuck in the thinking loop 
they're really pausing, but their brain keeps going repeat, 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 and keeps mm-hmm. thinking, you know, ruminating and going through the same scenario. And and they're on that other end of it where they're not just reacting, but they're having they're stuck. They're having trouble mm-hmm. making a decision or getting past a scenario because they keep going over it again in their head. We have that as well. That's the same thing. You and know, I see that just, with autism. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, and anxiety, all of that, that you where that that constant chatter in your head is is happening. That's definitely another factor that we can see better regulate through neurofeedback. And so have you seen have you worked with students on the autism spectrum? Um, I don't think we've even mentioned that. I know we've talked about ADHD, but what about the autism spectrum? Yeah, very much. We have therapeutic programs that are specializing in that, that are using our system to help that population for sure. And that population is rising. You know, 13, 14 years ago when I first got into the field, mm-hmm. uh, ADHD was still the prominent diagnosis, but we saw people with the other, you know, some anxiety and some different things and oppositional defiance disorder Mm -hmm. and things like that. All of the uh, the alphabet soup, I call it, you know, (laughs) the different diagnoses. Um, But yes, we are seeing tons of people that are on that spectrum. And our whole society over the last couple years, our anxiety levels are up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw that in the QEG brain map reports, even prior to the pandemic, but I think we all know collectively that it just bumped up a whole nother level oh, yeah. of anxiety and hypervigilance across our society. So that's definitely another one that we can try to help the brain unlearn, you know, mm-hmm. and try to balance a little bit more and, and handle your environment better. Yes. That's huge. We yeah. see almost, almost... Gosh, I don't have a number on it, but the majority of the QEG brain maps we look at are showing some type of hypervigilance and anxiety type patterns. And that's uh, interesting because I know that many of our children on the autism spectrum also suffer with anxiety. Yeah. The comorbidity. Yeah. And then um, also the inattentiveness. That can be another layer. Uh, with our kiddos on the spectrum. So, I mean, I can just see so many benefits for so many of the quote unquote labels. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, how do we help our kids? Because, you know, I have a son who has uh, some communication delays and even me, I'm Googling in the middle of the night, like any other parent might be, how can I help him? How can I support my child who? has some words but won't use these words or you know and I can just imagine how many other parents what they're googling if they have children who are struggling with that anxiety and this is an option this is a solution to those issues to those um those concerns absolutely and it's non-invasive and non-medical. It's not going to force the brain to do anything. You're not going to have to worry about side effects of medications. Mm-hmm. You know? So to me, that's a big plus yeah. compared to a lot of these medications that we're kind of pushed towards for our kids and not really knowing what's going to happen if they're on those long term. You know? So I love that fact that it's really just a natural process of learning. We're just we're assisting the learning, you know, mm-hmm. so that's another great benefit in my opinion. And, um, yeah. 
and then I wanted to ask with with the limited amount of providers we have, I know that you're a provider. If there was someone who wanted to do something that was more like hands-on or in-person, how do you go about choosing a good provider? How do you know one is good and one is bad? <laughs> that might yeah. be a question someone's thinking. That's a tricky thing in the field because there are different approaches out there. So you need to understand what approach they are using like I, the one that I'm talking about where we're doing a QEG brain map and measuring and mm-hmm. doing some intake assessments along with that. And then we have some information on what's happening specifically in that individual's brain. And we base the protocols on that. So there are some providers out there that don't use that. They'll just use a symptom-based approach and try a protocol and then adjust it as needed. Mm. And you know, and then there are some that actually use a low-level current, like a, a small magnetic-type stimulation through the brain to try to help the brain reset. And so you have to be comfortable with the style of neurofeedback that your provider is using. And and that is hard to really just, you know, everybody has their own opinion in the mm-hmm. field, <laughs> that theirs mm-hmm. is the best, and this is the one that works, and the other one doesn't. And, and that's keeping the field at bay a little more, too, because mm-hmm. when I go to the main conferences, the, the research and everything is showing good results across the board for most of the approaches. Okay. You can help better regulate the brain. You're usually going to see some positive improvements. Um, that being said, I guess asking about the experience, the approach, uh, talking maybe to some of their clients, their prior clients, mm. is, is probably a good idea. That is a good suggestion. And I'll have to say the one that I'm most familiar with, the the method is the one that you talk about. That's the one that I'm familiar with. I haven't really seen or heard much about the other method. So I can say that you're using a really solid method. At least that's that's what the university nearby uses. And so it's very consistent. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And there's, I mean, the research, really neurofeedback started in the research labs back in the 60s. So even mm-hmm. though this may be new to some people, it's not that new. <laughs> it's, you know, there, there's stuff out there. There's a lot of studies and everything too. So if you like to read the articles and studies, you can do that as well. There's a website for the International Society of Neuromodulation Research. It's isnr.org. And we have a link to that on our website as well. So if anybody okay. really likes to dive into all of that, and it's pretty interesting. And for any parent, thinking about neurofeedback as an option is there any like final advice that you would like to give or you know what how can we find out more about your program as well so two questions yeah and a yeah just a couple other things I'd like to point out that really doing the neurofeedback and having that brain map gives you so much information on what's really happening Mm. in that individual's brain and it might be something they've struggled with for years and when you can show that measurable brain map report and say hey you know you're you're not crazy it's not just your choice like there really is a physical reason that your brain is responding this way and there's no Mm -hmm. shame in that there's no stigma because none of us have a perfect brain Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we all have a little bit of dysregulation and we can all improve um, from it so I really think having that and helping your children or yourselves understand that um, this is a technology that's 
there should be no stigma or shame to because professional athletes are using it. Olympic teams are using it, mm. you know, and we use technology for so many other reasons. Let's, let's do this. Um, and they can find us. We certainly have the website symmetryneuropt.com. Whether you're a professional that wants to provide or you or a family member is interested, just reach out to us and we'll have a conversation with you and help point you to the right resources. I love that. And um, thank you so much for sharing. And for the parent listening by now, I really hope that you're thinking about how this information that Diane has shared can help you better support your child. Maybe you have a family member or a friend in mind who could use this information. Share it with them. It can make a huge impact. But first, I want to give you your challenge. Just think about a benefit to neurofeedback that resonated with you. Share your aha moment with a friend. Have those discussions. And just as your loving reminder, just play an active role in being a resource to another parent because we're always better together. So I really surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And as you're thinking about that person that you want to share this information with, send them the link, parentthemsuccessful.com. Make a difference in someone else's parenting journey. And if you're the type of parent who is serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, go ahead and join my email list for more free content at strongerminds.strongeryouth.com forward slash join the list. All links that we talked about today will be in the show notes. So don't worry, we've got you covered. And hey, I really do appreciate you. And I thank you so much for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.